Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 72 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a tale about a man who broke into a couple's home and did some really bizarre shit. Yes, I've done a few of these before, and usually I tell the story from the point of view of the perpetrator, because let's face it, they're more fun, and that's just how I do it. But this time it'll be a little different. We'll get things from the perspective of the homeowners as they arrive at their house and realize something just ain't right. Before we move on, I gotta shout out the Oregonian. They did a great article with lots of minor details that my other sources did not cover. And I really appreciate that. It's all about the little things. Alrighty then, let's get into it after a couple of burglar jokes, of course. So a man went to the hospital wishing to speak to the burglar who had broken into his house the night before. The desk sergeant replied, You'll get your chance in court, pal. The man replied, No, no, no. I just wanted to ask him how he got into the house without waking my wife. I've been trying to do that for years. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Okay, let's see what else I got here. What does a burglar take when he's constipated? Klepto-bismol. Okay, everyone, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home without incident. Unfortunately, I can't promise some creep won't bust into your home while we're gone.
episode number 72, There's No Place Like Somebody Else's Home. When I was a young man and had my own apartment, it was always a good time. Loved that newfound freedom of just doing my own thing. My friends loved it too, particularly my best pal Ronnie. I always kept the door unlocked and people just came and went as they pleased. Ronnie would stay over whenever he felt like it. Showed up all hours of the night, never cooked, never cleaned. Rarely helped out around the joint. But he did help himself to food, beer, smokes, etc. And when he felt disgusted with the living conditions, and they could be quite disgusting at times, he could just go back to his parents' house and relax in a nice, clean home. He had the best of both worlds. I guess you could say I was his friend with benefits. We never made love, though. He could use me all he wanted, but I had to draw the line somewhere. Truth is, Ronnie was my BFF. Well, we're not friends anymore. Haven't been for about 16 years. So I guess he was my BF? Yeah, I guess that would make more sense. Point is, when someone's your BF, you let things slide. They don't really bother you that much. It's not like he was a complete stranger sneaking into my house and making himself at home. That would be crazy, (laughs) right? Okay, our story will be taking place in Gresham, Oregon. Gresham is a city in Multnomah County. It's got a population of about 110,000 people, and it lies just east of Portland. Niche.com gave Gresham a C grade for their crime and safety, which isn't great, but it's a pass. They get a D grade for housing, an A for diversity, and an A- minus for the nightlife. Yeah, they like to boogie. Now those grades aren't half bad, but we're not in school here. So to get a better feel for the place, let's get a couple of reviews from current residents and hear what they have to say about life and their fine city. Resident number one, five stars. We moved to Gresham from Clackamas. We lived in Portland before that. Our neighborhood is a hidden secret. We are surrounded by beautiful green hills when you look to the east and the west. The view of Mount Hood is breathtaking. Our neighborhood is safe, peaceful, and friendly. I go for walks every day. The crime rate in our neighborhood is very low. Gresham's downtown is too cute for words. I grew up in Chicago and worked in Chicago's downtown as a teenager. So, big difference. Lots of shopping and restaurants are available without having to drive very far. Not a bad drive to Freeway or the airport. So happy we moved here five years ago. Would not live anywhere else. Alrighty. Resident number two was a little more critical with this four-star. Quote, Love how family-friendly Gresham is, but I do feel like we need help with crime, homelessness, and graffiti throughout the city. Or sorry, maybe that was graffiti. Uh, She spelt it G-R-A-P-H-I-T-Y. So, not sure. Let's assume they meant graffiti. Summertime in Gresham's parks are great, and each park has something different to offer. Gresham parks cover it all, from fishing to a family movie on a big screen in the park. If we could just clean up the crime, graffiti, and help the homeless, it would be an amazing place. End quote. A couple takeaways here. Numerous times I saw people refer to Gresham's downtown as too cute or adorable, which is interesting. Makes you wonder why they describe it that way. 
And lots of people discussed a homeless problem as well. That's unfortunate and seems to be the situation in most downtown areas of big cities. I might have a solution and just hear me out. What if they paid the homeless people to dress up as cartoon characters? You know, gave them like 50 bucks a day. And they can get themselves a hot meal, a cold drink, a cheap place for the night. And it would only add to the adorableness of the city. That idea would probably backfire. Kids seeing Mickey Mouse shoot up in a back alley or Donald Duck taking a piss in a public park. But it's fun to think about, right? Anyway, let's get into it and travel back just a few short years to July of 2019. Sunday, July 7th, to be exact. Only three years ago, but with the way things have been going in this world, it feels more like ten years ago. We are at the home of Timothy Smith and his fiance. Before you go biting my head off, I'm not being sexist here. Timothy did interviews and we get lots of quotes from him, while his bride-to-be stayed out of it, wishing to remain anonymous. No one's saying one's more important than the other. Well, Timothy is more important to this story, actually, because he's given us the facts. So I guess I'm saying it. The happy couple had spent about a year trying to find a decent home to start the rest of their lives together. Then three months locking in the deal and getting everything settled. The stuff takes time. But it looked like everything was finally falling into place. This was their first home they were purchasing, and they wanted everything to be just right. On top of that, in just three short months, they were getting married. A beautiful fall wedding was set for October. Timothy is 24, by the way. We'll assume his fiancée is also in her early 20s. So a fairly young couple here. The previous night, Saturday, July 6th, they let loose and had a partay with close friends and family. We'll call it a housewarming slash we're getting married soon party. And a good time was had by all. This went on without incident. The next morning, they did a bit of tidying up. Then, with the help of a few relatives, they went out and picked up the remaining items they needed to make this house a home. They had pets, the remaining furniture, the rest of their clothes, and they brought all of that back to the house. And this took a few hours. Moving is the worst. At least they had help. Uh, My wife and I rented a truck and did it ourselves when we moved into our house. Just the two of us. And it sucked. At least they had help, but yeah, annoying and stressful times for sure. Like I said, they were only gone a few hours on this Sunday afternoon, but a lot went down in that period of time. It's pretty amazing, so let's slowly unravel this mess. It all starts when Timothy and his fiance pull into the driveway. They left one of their vehicles behind, and sitting on top of this vehicle was a bottle of cider, two knives, and a MacBook Pro which is a little computer laptop type thingy. Why am I trying to explain what a MacBook Pro is? (laughs) I'm an idiot. Uh, Those two knives, though, that's kind of crazy. That'll raise the old eyebrows. But keep in mind, this is a unique situation. Typically, alarm bells would be going off if you came home to these items in your driveway. But Timothy and his lady just had that party last night. They're still moving in, new to the neighborhood. So they thought, oh, maybe that was left there the night before and we just didn't notice or a neighbor found them in the grass and assumed it was theirs. It could have been any number of things. So they bring all that stuff into the house. They're kind of looking around and slowly noticing things are out of place. Like the couch looks a little off. They're thinking, I don't remember the coffee table being there and so on. Then on the kitchen table, they see a vape pen. Is that yours, babe? Nope. Yours? Nah, I don't vape. And now it's all coming together. 
And they're kind of going, I think someone may have broke into our house. As if they didn't have enough clues already, they spot their central heating grate. It's been taken out and someone removed the filter and just threw it on the floor. It's like red flag central here all of a sudden. Let's get a quote from homeowner Timothy. So then I, uh, I grab two of the knives and I'm walking around looking for someone. Because clearly a person broke in. End quote. Okay, this guy goes from clueless to Rambo in about 1.5 seconds. Cool your jets, bro. Just get out of the house and let the police deal with it. But nope, Timothy ain't that kind of guy. He stealthily struts through the house. He's like a ninja. He's holding the two knives. This guy's wild. He walks over to the master bedroom, jiggles the door. Oh shit, it's locked. He fumbles for the keys and gets it open and lunges through the door and finds nothing. Damn. But there are a few clues. I think we've found the point of entry because the window is wide open. A slight breeze comes through. Feels nice on Timothy's glistening skin. There's also the screen which had been popped off and discarded on the floor. Now this part's weird. I don't have a bedroom that needs a key, but do those lock from the inside too? Because it seems like this unwanted house guest couldn't open the door from the inside. Like they were locked in the bedroom. So what they did was kick a hole in the wall out to another bedroom. Maybe this person just doesn't like doors. Or perhaps he's the Kool-Aid man, just breaking through brick walls. When Timothy sneaks through the hole into the next bedroom, he sees a second hole in the wall of that bedroom. Yeah, I think this person just doesn't like doors. At this point, Timothy and his wife are fuming. Kind of weirded out, but mostly fuming. That's a lot of damage to their new home. This place went from move-in ready to a fixer-upper real quick. There's a lot to unwrap here, a lot of strange stuff going on, and we'll get to more of that later. What I will say is the bathroom, the mirror has been ripped off the wall, and Timothy is a collector of hats. A hat connoisseur. And he has a bunch of them, and for some reason they are all in the bathtub. Just a bathtub full of hats. Another random sight to see. Can you just imagine walking around your house with two knives, surveying the rooms of your home, and finding one messed up thing after the next? This plays out like a scene from a horror movie. A family-friendly horror movie, of course. But a horror movie nonetheless. Oh, and did I forget to mention, resting atop the washing machine, they found a man's dirty clothes. Crazy, right? Anyways, Timothy makes his way to bedroom number three. And it's at this point, he realizes he's got something. This room has a crawl space in it. And the hatch leading to this crawl space has been left open. Timothy runs out, barricades the door, and calls the police. Because ain't no way he's going in there, right? Whew. Finally a reasonable move. Because this was getting out of hand. Just kidding. He crawls into the crawl space. This room is only about three feet tall as well. It's dark, it's dank, it's cold. He keeps crawling through, and and he's yelling if anyone's in there. They should announce themselves immediately. And that's met with silence. So Timothy keeps crawling a little further. He's almost halfway in, and that's when he spots something. What is that moving around in there? Oh, it's a cat! But not just any cat. A cat sporting a sleeveless green cashmere shirt. A green green cashmere muscle shirt, if you will. Now that's messed up. Not as messed up as it should be, though, to Timothy, as this cashmere muscle sweater is familiar. It actually belongs to his chihuahua. And it's finally after seeing this, Timothy backs up and flees the room. Finally, a reasonable move. 
Homeowner Timothy, quote, No one leaves a dressed cat in a crawl space unless they're coming back or they're still here. So I got out and shut the door. End quote. Yeah, no shit, pal. Turns out Timothy was right. At first, I was hoping this break-in was all masterminded by a frisky feline. But no, turns out he had a sidekick who was still in the house. Da-da-da! Police respond to the call within minutes and descend upon the home. They're in there hooting and hollering at the guy, you know, doing their thing. And it took them about 15 minutes or so, but they finally got their guy. They subdued him, cuffed him, and got him in custody. Turns out a few cops with guns drawn are more effective than a skinny, bespectacled, nervous homeowner shakily holding two knives. Who'd have thunk it? So who is this unwanted house guest? Well, he is a disheveled, long-haired, stubbly-faced 38-year-old man by the name of Ryan Bishop. And this dude really made himself at home. Remember how his clothing was found resting atop the washing machine? Well, that's because he changed into some pajamas. Timothy's fiance's Christmas pajamas. It was a comfy zip-up onesie with little fluffy snowballs, snowflakes, and hearts all over it. Real cute. She would actually let him keep it, saying, Yeah, please don't return that to me. I can't say I blame her. Timothy's take on this situation? Well, he said, quote, We were livid. Our sanctuary was destroyed by someone who had no business being there. And here he is wearing my fiancé's clothes. There's just no reason for it. End quote. Let's get into more of what went down in this short three-hour time span when Ryan and his cat broke into the home. Say what you want about this Ryan character. He clearly has no manners, but the dude knows how to party. He raided the fridge and drank a few beers. He also smoked some of their weed. Then hung out in the garage and played some video games. Love it. Needles were also found in the garage, which is unfortunate, and some meth. So this guy dabbles in a bit of everything. Oh, and we can't forget the snacks. Must have snacks, baby. Let's let Timothy tell us all about that. Quote, he pulled the cupcakes out of the fridge, ate a few of those, pulled the cake out, ate a piece of cake, just made himself a cup of coffee. He was just hanging out, wearing my fiancé's onesie, like doped up and drinking coffee. End quote. Living large, baby. Ryan has some issues, but, you know, minus the meth, I'm on board with all these activities. Really sounds like he had himself a nice afternoon. I saw a picture of the cupcakes, and they were chocolate with vanilla icing, by the way, for those of you keeping score at home. Timothy is on the same page as myself. Doesn't really fault the guy. He's been through his fair share of struggles as well, and came out on the other side. So he really harbors no ill will towards this gentleman. Quote, I don't hate the guy, and I guess if there is anything I hope people would take away from this is that if you're looking for help, then seek it, because there's nothing else you can do for yourself in that situation. I've been in his shoes. Four years ago, I was an addict in Raleigh, North Carolina, and today I'm clean and a homeowner, but it doesn't happen without seeking help. End quote. Agreed. And Ryan will have the time to get himself clean as he is taken to Multnomah County Detention Center, where he is charged with first-degree burglary, criminal mischief, and third-degree theft. Let's hear from the fine folks in the Daily Mail comment section. First, we got Joy from the UK, and she said, Typical drugged-up American. 
That's not very nice. Wayne from Albuquerque said, put him in prison for life. That's a tad extreme. Wow, they are feisty today, aren't they? Let's get one more quote from U.S. Cowboy. He said, can't think. This story is making my head hurt. I just hope they find the cat a new home. I need to take a pill. End quote. Yeah, definitely. And pretty much the rest of the comments echoed Cowboy's concerns for the cat. Oh yeah, the cat. Of course, the cat. It took a little enticing, but they were eventually able to lure him out of the crawl space. And you're going to love his name. Ryan named him after his favorite Italian dish. Was it fettuccine, you ask? Nope. Alfredo? That would have been cool, but no to that too. His name, of course, was Spaghetti. It wasn't known how Ryan and Spaghetti hooked up. I don't think he was the legitimate owner. Maybe they were just partners in crime. Spaghetti actually stayed at the home temporarily while Timothy and his fiance tried to sort things out with him. That was nice. Uh, they made posters in the neighborhood to see if anyone was missing a cat. Unfortunately, they couldn't keep him permanently as they already have four other cats, two dogs and a snake. It's a full house right there. Thankfully, none of these animals were home during the break-in. And while I'm hopeful, there is no word on whether or not they let Spaghetti keep that badass cashmere muscle shirt. Let's just assume they did. And then he went to a good home, and they all lived happily ever after. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 72. There's no place like somebody else's home. Let's dedicate this one to Spaghetti. That is a cool cat. I'm sure he was adopted soon after, as plenty of people would love to have him after hearing of his escapades. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. A little off-key today. <clears throat> it happens. This confession comes in from a listener named Mike. 
He says, love the show. Anyway, circa 1999, back when I was a senior in high school here in Waterloo, Iowa, I had five or six of my mischievous buddies stay over at my place in my parents' basement. We watched a movie and got some Domino's pizza. When my folks went to sleep, my buddies and I snuck out the window and drove over to this asshole's house that we suspected of throwing eggs at my car the weekend before. We showed up at his parents' house with several cartons of eggs, one of the leftover Domino's pizzas, and a buttload of toilet paper. (laughs) After we covered the very large trees with 40 to 50 rolls of toilet paper, my buddy Scott decided to throw the pizza on the kid's car we were getting revenge on. We got ready to go and chucked all the eggs at the car and sped away. We laughed all the way home. The next morning, I was woken up in my bed by a police officer who looked like Hightower from the Police Academy movies. He asked me about it, and I denied it. My mother came in and said, Look me in the eye and tell me this wasn't you. I lied to her. Then she threw the pizza box with our name, address, and phone number on it. Damn. Yeah, Domino's just started printing this info on the box about this time. Technology fucked me. Luckily, the cops and the other kids' parents were cool about it. I did have to go over there and talk to his parents about this, which was awkward as hell. I'm 40 now, and the last 20 years, I've had to hear my mom tell this story. Oh, the worst. It's embarrassing. Again, love the show, and keep up the good work. Mike. Awesome, Mike. Love it. Getting woken up by the cops in your room. That is brutal. Having to go over and apologize for the crazy mess you made at that house? Extremely awkward. I agree. Hey, at least you didn't have to clean it up, though. I'd imagine that would have sucked pretty hard. Uh, We're about the same age. I graduated in 2000, so I'm trying to picture what movies you guys may have rented in 99. Office Space, American Pie, Fight Club. Lots of good ones that could have got you in the mood for mischief. Still some of my favorites to this day. Anyway, thanks for sharing, pal. Excuse me, that's illegal. At gmail.com is the address. Send me those softcore crime confessions. I'd love to hear them. For the price of a Big Mac a month, you can come join the Neighborhood Watch on Patreon, get some extra goodies over there, and become one of my favorite people in this whole world. There's a PayPal as well. Links to that good stuff are in the show notes. Some people were asking about a P.O. box in the past. I talked to my buddy who has a business a while back, and he was on board with me using his. I'll have to talk to him again soon, and hopefully we can get that going. Uh, The two-year anniversary of the podcast is coming up. It feels like I've been doing this for 10 years, to be honest. Maybe I'll do a little Q&A thing uh, when that time comes, as a bonus episode. Not instead of one of the regular ones. I know not everyone is into those Q&A type things, but we'll try to make it fun. I don't really take myself very seriously, and of course you can ask me anything. Um, I'll get back to you guys on that idea closer to the date. Anywho, thanks for listening, and everything you guys do to support me. I really appreciate it. So why don't you just come meet me back here in another 10 days and I will be happy to serve you up another hearty helping of soft course scumbaggery. Peace.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.